I'm Scott Benkin, President of Benkin Financial Services, and this is Investing for Better Living, a podcast where we'll be talking with CPAs, attorneys, doctors, real estate agents, fitness instructors, and many more experts in many different fields to talk about ways we can invest in our lives, making them richer, healthier, and more meaningful. I just would say that instead of, you know, paying that six, $700 a month, $1,200 a month, pay it to something that you can invest in. And quite honestly, you probably can buy a home with a cheaper monthly payment than you can rent. Today, I'm sitting down with Diane Heater, Realtor and Managing Broker at Remax Alliance in Dayton, Ohio. Diane has been a licensed realtor since 1993 and is a licensed broker in the state of Ohio. She has been with Remax Alliance for the last 15 years. For the past two years, Diane has received the 100% Club and Platinum Club Remax Awards and is a member of the Remax Hall of Fame. She's also on the Dayton Area Board of Realtors and has received the Award of Excellence for the Sales Leader Club. We'll be talking to Diane about the buying and selling process of real estate, from finding an agent to the closing of the sale and every step in between. Wait till you hear her story about the most unbelievable offers she's received yet in this crazy housing market. Well, thanks for coming in, Diane. Really appreciate your time today. You're welcome, Scott. I appreciate you asking me to come in. Thanks. Many of our listeners buy and sell real estate. They own their own homes, but some of the people are first-time buyers and I'd like to go through some questions with you if I could to just sort of help direct existing homeowners and possibly new homeowners and because you're the expert in the area. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the real estate business? I started out back in 1993 when I got licensed. My husband's mother was a realtor and I was in college, didn't know what I wanted to do. And so that kind of sparked my interest. So I've been licensed since 1993. I've never looked back. I am now the managing broker of Remax Alliance. We have offices in Dayton, Centerville, um, and in Cincinnati. And it's wonderful and rewarding and I just love being a realtor. What are some of the things that you feel people should look for when choosing a real estate agent? I think it needs to be someone that you have camaraderie with. It's easy to talk to, someone with patience, I think customer service is of utmost importance, especially for first-time home buyers. They don't know what to expect. So you want someone who's going to really hold your hand along the way and help you feel comfortable with the process. That would be one of the biggest things to look for is someone that you really strike a rapport with. So someone that you really enjoy working with. It's not a difficult situation. You feel comfortable. Yes. And, and someone that's going to communicate with you and, and conform yeah. to you do you want to email? Do you want to text? Do you want to call? Because I have generations of, of different clients and whatever form of communication they want me to conform to is what I will do. When someone comes to you looking to buy a home or an investment property, what's the process? Could you help us understand the process that you take them through? So the process begins with setting the criteria and the needs of the buyer. After this is established, then the house hunting phase begins. Right now, this can be a very difficult phase in this market. It is a seller's market. And so lots and lots of communication, lots and lots of patience 
there are buyers that I've been helping for over a year, two years, and sometimes three. And uh, that can be very frustrating. So the utmost of, of patience is needed at this time. That is probably the part of the biggest advice that I can give to people is don't look to be able to find something in a short amount of time, really plan ahead so you have plenty of time. Some of our listeners might be first-time home buyers, and they are li- living in a rental unit right now. What do you see as the advantages of buying a home rather than renting? So in my opinion, buying a home is going to give that buyer some self-worth and something to build on. Uh, you can add your own personal touches to your own home. In a rental, you typically cannot do that. You're building equity instead of putting money into your landlord's pocket. That is of vital importance. And I just would say that instead of you know paying that six seven hundred dollars a month, twelve hundred dollars a month, pay it to something that you can invest in. And quite honestly, you probably can buy a home with a cheaper monthly payment than you can rent. When it comes to actually buying the home, do you see a lot of people buying homes with no money down or they go with 20% down? What does that look like in this environment right now? I see it all over. A lot of VA loans are no down payment loans. Most conventional loans are a minimum of 5% and then an FHA loan would be a minimum of 3.25% down. I encourage buyers to have a, a bigger down payment because it's going to be less money you're going to have to pay out of your pocket. And then also, even the longevity of the loan um, could be shortened. And I always suggest, you know, look into a 15, 20, as opposed to a 30-year product. You might be surprised that you could afford that payment with a lesser amount of time. I was raised to have no debt, pay down your house, uh, mortgage, you know, that way it's hard to lose your home. I feel a lot of people really enjoy having their home paid for in the long run. Yes, and actually, I grew up in a family where my father paid cash for everything, wow. even even the home I grew up in. <laughs> Diane, are there any special programs for first-time home buyers? So each lender is different. Um, I would encourage your listeners that are interested in buying to contact their lender or bank to inquire about any special financing programs. That is not typically my area of expertise, but I can certainly help with a list of lenders uh, that they could contact. I am a big proponent of small town, regional, close to home lenders. And with today's market being a very interesting environment, how do the lenders or the banks decide on the buyer's maximum loan amount? So again, I I would refer listeners to their financial institution or somebody that I could refer um, for the best answer to that question. However, items to be considered are length of employment, creditworthiness, debt to income ratio, uh, the lenders will look, all of the lenders will look at those items. So, and also, again, as I said before, it's always good to try and really have that down payment um, ready to go before you even talk to a lender. And how can buyers find information on, say, the property tax liabilities of homes that they might be wishing to purchase? Uh, So you can go to the county auditor site. Every home in the county jurisdiction would be there. It would have their tax liability. It would also have recent sales and uh, values. Of, now, those values are like tax values, not market value. So that's something to remember when you do go to those sites. And what should buyers look for when walking through a home for the first time? What are some of the questions that uh, they might ask their realtor? So the home needs to meet the buyer search criteria, first of all. The home should be comfortable floor plan for the buyer's lifestyle and their budget. 
uh, your realtor can help with some specific questions you might have, such as um, certain items that stay and do not stay, and also how much are the utilities for budgeting purposes. And when making an offer, so if I were buying a home, how should I make my offer? What would I want to determine the initial offer? How would I determine that? So I would want you to ask your agent to do a market analysis on the surrounding area of the property. Again, in this time, I am doing market analysis and the buyers are deciding to offer even higher because that's where it's trending, especially if a buyer has uh, cash uh, and they don't want an appraisal. Um, if the buyer is financing, there is going to be an appraisal. So they need to really take into consideration what those other comparables in the area are. That's of vital importance. And then sit down with your real estate agent, ask their opinion, listen to their suggestions because they are the expert. And then they'll go through some paperwork. And there's a lot of paperwork to sit down when you're first buying a home, but your agent should be able to explain all of that to you. And whether it's roundtable sit down or even a phone conversation, uh, they should be able to make you feel comfortable with the process. So when buying a home, do you recommend a home warranty? So home warranties, some people love them, some people hate them. Some swear that they're wonderful, others are like it's not worth the paper they're written on. What I do is if a buyer is interested in a home warranty, I would send them several different companies and I would want the buyer to call or go online and research who they feel is best suited for them. Now, again, it is an optional warranty. The sellers nowadays are not typically paying for it because this is a seller's market. So if the buyer is interested, they would need to budget for that expense. And typically warranties, I would say, range anywhere from they can go higher, but a typical warranty between like four and six fifty. And whether you're a first-time buyer or you've owned homes in the past, do you recommend getting a pre-approval for a loan? Absolutely. I don't show homes unless a buyer is pre-approved. And also, it's tough to have a seller take seriously your offer if you're not pre-approved. So that is something that's vitally important. And I would say before you even start looking at homes, you should get a pre-approval letter. So on closing day... Uh, what actually happens? What happens when people show up at the closing? What's the normal process? So typically the buyer and seller, both of the realtors, and then there'll be a closing officer that shows up. The closing officer from the title company will facilitate all of the paperwork. This is a fun day. It's a really fun day. The buyers are going to be signing, signing, signing. So make sure you have a good pen and a strong hand. <laughs> So once all of the paperwork is signed and it typically is from the, the lender will have a package, the deed will be in there, the mortgage will be in there and other various forms of paperwork. Once that's all complete and the seller signs the deed, then the ownership is conveyed to the buyer. And a lot of times the buyer will get occupancy at closing, the keys are exchanged and everyone goes away happy. That is not always the case, but I would say most often in my experience, I've had a really good run with wonderful closings where all of the parties are happy and go away friends. It's just so rewarding. And, and this is the part that brings the smiles to my face when these, for, especially first time home buyers, they get their first home. It's just an amazing process. You sound like you really enjoy your work. You can tell. I love what I do. And it's that smile from those buyers and sellers at the closing that just means the world to me. 
Of course, uh, you've been in business for quite a long time, and the current market is pretty crazy. Do you have any interesting experiences, or what would you say is your most interesting story that you'd like to share with the listeners that's happened somewhat recently in your in your current work? Yes. So recently, last year, I had a listing that we actually received eight offers on, and that is not atypical now. I, I have agents that I know that have received 28 offers on properties, then it's just crazy. Uh, but this particular home, of the eight offers I had, there was one offer that stood out to me, and the buyers offered $20,000 over the list price, and they added a clause that stated if the appraisal came in at X amount of dollars, no matter what it was, they would pay $40,000 cash extra in order to purchase this home. And that to me it is just crazy. I'll say things like that. This are happening more often. Buyers are finding ways to pay cash, asking for no inspections. They're <laughs> forfeiting their earnest money, uh, just to name a few of some really unusual things that are they're happening. Boy, it really is a, a seller's market right now. It is. Wow. So I think it, this is a good time. If you would allow me to, I'd like to ask you a few questions on people that are going to list their homes for sale. So when you help uh, a client list their home, what's the process look like when they're listing their homes in this environment? In this environment, I ask the seller's time frame first of all. I'm putting their home up for sale. Um, specific questions about the home, anything, any updates that are made, um, anything specific that they want to add to uh, maybe the listing comments. I set a time to walk through the home and also complete a market analysis. Go through disclosures. Uh, there, you know, Ohio does require some disclosures, so that's something that the the sellers need to go through. And it does uh, the one disclosure is five pages, so that takes time. And then we get the listing paperwork together, and I hire a photographer that goes through the home and then go over my marketing plan with the sellers uh, prior to in listing the property. Another thing a lot of sellers are asking me these days is, well, you know, we don't have anywhere to go. What about occupancy? And in this market, I have some listings that I show that, and I list that the sellers, they need occupancy for a few months, a few weeks, um, and that's becoming more prominent in, in this market. So that's, that's something that was a concern that may not be so much of a concern these days. And what are some of the recommendations you would have to help people get their homes ready to sell? The biggest is to declutter and freshen up. If you have the time to go ahead and throw a fresh coat of paint on, that will do wonders. Uh, declutter everything. You know, stage the home so the prospective buyers can imagine their furniture, their pictures, their decorating styles in your home. Is it important to the seller to be prepared to have the buyers walk through their home? Yes, it's vitally important. I have a guide that I give to all sellers, as I said before, on preparing their home for pictures and eventual showings. Uh, that guide needs to be followed. And as far as timing, these days, you're going to have buyers that drive up in front of your home and they're going to say to their agent, we want to see that right now. So having your home ready to show at any point in time, even if you're at work, is very, very important. Because if you don't get the showings, if you don't get people in, you're not going to get an offer. And how do you help sellers price their homes? Uh, in this market, uh, creating a detailed market analysis of the surrounding area, showing sellers my marketing plan for their home. Again, in this seller's market, things are a little different. Some homes are selling much higher due to cash offers and buyers not having appraisals done. So that's something to think about when pricing 
we may go up a little bit because there could be that cash buyer out there as opposed to someone who's going to have to have an appraisal. And when sellers close on the sale of their home, what's the process look like? Sellers have very few documents to sign compared to the buyer at this point. The most important document that the sellers will sign is the deed that's conveying ownership to the new buyer. At that point, also the sellers will receive the proceeds from their sale. They could receive it in the form of a check or they could have the funds wired. If they're buying something else to have the funds wired is probably more important so that they can have it ready for their next closing. So if uh, any of our listeners wish to contact you because they would like to have you help them with their uh, properties, what's the best way to reach you? So my best point of contact is my cell phone, and that's a 937-604-2413. Um, also, you can go to my website. It's dianeheater.com. Heater is spelled H-E-E-T-E-R. All of my contact information is there, and there's also a section that you can fill out, and it will send me a message directly. Well, thanks a lot today, Diane. Really appreciate your time and your effort and making your knowledge available for our listeners today. Thank you so much, Scott, for having me. I really appreciate it. And I hope all of your listeners gain some knowledge from our time here today. I'd like to thank Diane Heater for being our guest today. To learn more about Diane's work, visit her website at dianeheater.com. We also have the link in our show notes. I'm Scott Benkin. Join us next time as we continue to investigate ways to invest for fuller, richer, and more meaningful lives. Securities offered through S.A. Stonewealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services provided through Miami Valley Portfolio Management, Inc. Miami Valley Portfolio Management, Inc. is not affiliated with S.A. Stonewealth Management, Inc.